Groove Café. And this is a part of the show that you all know I love so much because I have conversations with different people about what's going on in their in their worlds, in their lives. And today's guest is someone I've known for so, 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 so long. I am very happy to introduce um, the Madame of Tina Brad, but otherwise people know her as Christine Akello Bradshaw. Welcome to the Group Cafe. Thank you, Crystal. I'm humbled to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. I, when I say I've known you for so long, I'm taking you back to NTV, NTV. days. Oh my God, those days. For people who don't know. <laughs> we worked together. <laughs> yes. Mm. What were you doing at NTV at that point? I was there for my internship. Mm-hmm. And then I was so good at what I was doing. And my boss decided to take me on. Mm-hmm. Uh, NTV wasn't actually hiring at that time. But he said, you're so good. I'm going to pay you from my pocket. What? Yes, so he paid me from his pocket for like three, four months. Mm-hmm. And then NTV hired me. And then I worked as a production assistant. That's when you came in. Mm-hmm. You, you used to present trends. And yes. I remember we used to do it together. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. So, yeah, he was beautiful. I loved it there. That's where it all started. Okay. Yes. So you said, so that was your internship. Yes. You were at university at that point? Yeah, were you? Uganda Film yeah, and Television Institute. Oh. And then, yes. And then I came, I, I bumped into Diana, Diana Beta, mm-hmm. yeah, the producer there. I bumped into her at the National Theatre. They were auditioning guys to act in Kachiwechi series. Mm. And then uh, she's like, why don't you come around? What are you doing? I said, oh, nothing much. I'm just doing something small, business. I had a little shop mm-hmm. somewhere. And, and she's like, no, do you want to do television? I said, of course. She said, why don't you come to the station tomorrow? So I went to the station and they auditioned me and I got a uh, uh, slot for uh, my internship. I did mm-hmm. my internship and then after I was hired. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so did you think at that point like television was something that you you wanted to do? Was it something growing up you had wanted to do? Yes, I always loved to be on TV, reading news. Mm-hmm, that's yes, what you The wanted. days of Bali Francis, mm-hmm. you know, so I used to look up to him and I loved how he did it. So I used to think like that. Okay. That's how I ended up uh, in radio school. Okay. Radio and television. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I did that. And then... Um, in your time as a production assistant now with MTV, did you at, were you still thinking about maybe being a news anchor then? No. <laughs> Why? I wanted fashion. Okay. Yeah, it's something I grew loving. I used to have dolls I used to make clothes for. Even when I grew up, I was old, but I was still doing that, making clothes for little dolls. My nieces. My no way. <laughs> yes. So I always loved to do that. And my friend in Chireka was selling her shop. And then I told her, why don't you give it to me? I don't have money. But give it to me. I used mm-hmm. to have a lot of shoes under my bed when I was at university. Mm-hmm. I used to have a lot of shoes under my bed, hiding them from my mother. So that's what you were spending your yes, money so when, on. Yes. So when she told me she's selling her store, I told her, I don't have money, but I have shoes that I want to sell, like old stuff, my used stuff. I want to sell it and make money from that, then I'll pay you. She said, fine. She gave me her space. And then, yeah, I started working there, but my parents were against it. They wanted me to go back and do something in line with what I studied. Mm. So they won my case. And then somehow I bumped into Diana and yeah, she took me to NTV and I got the job and I moved so on. At that point, your parents were like, 
Alice in the house, she's working, she has a job. Yeah, they were so proud because it was the first, you know, first job really at a a big TV station like that. Mm -hmm. They were really so proud of me. So I I worked there Mm -hmm. and then somehow there was that uh, TV series, Kachivechi, the drama. Mm -hmm. And then um, they asked me to do a job and then um, uh, set designing and things like that. So I said, okay. Let me do this. So <laughs> I did that, but it was a blessing. Okay. Yes, because I did costumes, something that I loved. Costuming is something. What that happened really... to your shop in Chireka? You had abandoned to let it, it go? I abandoned it because oh. most of the time I was at the station working mm. and the person I put in there just stole everything and disappeared. Oh. So I forgot about it <laughs> and <laughs> concentrated on my TV job. So I worked um, on a Kachibechi series and then after uh, the Heat series, the hostel mm-hmm. came up. And, then and you were still doing wardrobe? Yeah, still doing and wardrobe. Set design. And set designing and also interviews. Remember we used to do interviews even when you were a presenter, we used to do interviews together and also rendezvous mm-hmm. I used to do uh, interviews with artists yes like basically the productions assistant but all around mm-hmm. yeah I'm so blessed that I do I fit anywhere anything you give me to do I'll do it <laughs> so I used, I used to run around I used to do a lot mm-hmm. so but then when the hate series of hostel uh, started they said we need you fully on the hostel oh so yes so I, I went and worked with them I worked with the actors and actresses and I was the assistant productions manager mm-hmm. yes and then uh, somehow our costume designer left and they said, who can do this? I said, no, let's not hire somebody. I can do that. Hmm. So I did that. I started uh, uh, st- uh, styling the, the actors and actresses, hmm. dressing them up. And somehow we would have events. They would be invited to um, appearances. The hostel was a hit, so they were always invited. Um, they, were appear- uh, they had to appear at certain events. And then they would ask me, I, I don't have what to wear. I was on set the whole day. I didn't get time to go and shop. Mm. I don't have what to wear. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think I can get you something. So I would run out and look for clothes. I remember you on that hustle then. Yes. So I would go downtown and get stuff for them. Uh, sometimes I would go to the local market in Lozira that was near our set. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I would run, dash there, buy stuff. And they would wear this stuff and appear on new, uh, new front front pages of newspapers, tabloids. Mm-hmm. And I was and like... fashion pages. Wow. Like, you know, people like Helen Lukoma would appear on the front page, Val, Eleanor. They would appear on the front page and I'd be like, I think this can work for me. Mm-hmm. If these stars are wearing my clothes and they're appearing on the front page, then I think this can pay off. So I just kept doing that. I kept buying my clothes. <laughs> buying. I, st- I, I, I got serious. So mm-hmm. I had 50000 on me. I said, no, let me invest and buy clothes and be with them on set. When they want, when they have an event, they can come to me and they sell them to So them. you were ready? I was ready. So each time they had an event, I had something for them. And yeah, it kept like that. That they were paying you? Yeah, they were paying me. Definitely, they were buying from me. So I I, I started it that way. And I did that for like two, three years. And after I wanted to resign. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I met my husband and he was like, oh, I think you should resign. <laughs> How did you meet your husband? He's not Ugandan. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, at church. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, he saw me at church. And then we left it at that. Then there was a fashion show, mm-hmm. K Modus, at one of the prominent churches in town. And uh, I was one of the uh, designers. And he was backstage. So he came and we took pictures somehow in... We took pictures backstage and then some um, mutual friends shared the pictures and somehow he saw me on Facebook and said, this is a girl I met in church sometime. Mm-hmm. So he sent me a request. I said, oh, 
this guy we all feared them he was a country director so we all feared associating with them so I was like mm-hmm. Samia request how I was like okay so well, this I, big man yes I was so scared <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I accepted the request and then he started um, messaging me mm-hmm. yeah telling me about his life and then that time he was going through a, a separation mm-hmm. with his wife and then uh, I also had a boyfriend then so we kept it at that mm-hmm. friends uh, but I wasn't interested mm-hmm. he really yeah it you took weren't him, interested I weren't <laughs> <laughs> okay I weren't interested so it took him some time and then uh um, then I was still working for the hostel so he was like I think you should leave a job you paid little money hmm. yes you paid little money I think I think you can do better okay. I said what I can't I can't quit my job my mama's gone through a lot to see me through school how can I just you know and they're so happy yes. that you're working and yes. you're employed yes I said I can't so he insisted insisted until he was like I have to pay off for a whole year you tripled my salary paid me for a whole year and there. I had to resign. My boss was very shocked. She was like, you don't have to. I said, no. She said, okay, you stay for until that season ends at the hostel. Okay. So when the season ended, I resigned. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so I continued you... with my clothes business. Uh-huh. Yeah, I kept taking clothes to Machindo. The good life guys used to buy my clothes. Okay, 47, the late, rest in peace. Yes, he used to be one of my clients mm-hmm. at Palacios. Yeah, they would buy my stuff. I'll take it to the Machindo house mm-hmm. where the, the st- uh, studio used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I used to take my clothes, T-shirts and shirts. I grew big then. I was selling to celebrities. Mm-hmm. And then somehow uh, I started traveling with my, then he was a fiance. He proposed to me and then we started traveling mm-hmm. yeah my husband now we started traveling together so we'd go to Hong Kong Thailand different places Dubai uh, and then I would uh, I would see stuff on sale clothes mm-hmm. bags handbags I would see stuff and sorry um, stop the table makes noise okay. <laughs> yeah yeah so I would see stuff on uh, I would buy stuff that was on sale ten dollars fifteen dollars and then I would bring it here put it in my car boat and sell so you were selling out of the boot of yes. your car yes I'd call my former colleagues I have handbags I have shoes do you have to have a look and they would be like bring so they would buy from me and then mm. somehow when uh, uh, many artists started buying from me my husband became a bit insecure Oh. It was like, I'm never in the country and you take these clothes to these guys' houses. I don't want you to go there, so you need to stop going to their houses. You need to have your own store. Oh, so they can come Yeah, but initially, he didn't even want me to work. Mm-hmm. He wanted I know, me to be. with that starting point of I'll pay your salary yes, for a year. A housewife. He wanted a housewife. But then I couldn't I couldn't just sit home and do nothing because mm-hmm. he was always out of the country. Mm-hmm. So until we started traveling together and then it got to a point where he said, no, no, no. Um, I want you to have a, st- a shop, um, a store. I don't want you to keep going to people's homes. It's I'm never around, and some of your clients are males, and they're Anything famous. Can to Anything you. can happen. I, and, and one time, I actually drove to see where I take stuff. So we went to machine like three times, and he saw that guys. You know how they are, the mm-hmm. artists. They're mm-hmm. crazy, you know. And somehow, and he was worried. He was worried, definitely. So, yeah. So he told me to get a store, and I I, I got a store in Nalia. And so is that started. where Tina Brand started? I started as Tina's Boutique. Tina's, Tina. Okay, how Tina's did you boutique. change? And then my friend, there's a friend, uh, Huntington, Yarahanga. Mm-hmm. He's a, my best friend. He's a guy. He said, Tina's Boutique is, boutique is used by everyone. Mm-hmm. Get a fancy name. Mm-hmm. You have really nice stuff. 
get a fancy name, get a fancy name. I said, okay, now what? Uh, what should I do? What? So I said, okay, Tina, because people are used to that. And then I said, uh, but I need to involve my husband somewhere. Because <laughs> he's been supportive yeah, the whole time. very, very supportive. So I said, I need to involve him somewhere. He'll be happy. I think he'll be happy. And he will, and, and the trick was for so he can let me work here mm. without interfering, <laughs> <laughs> without thinking I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. It's me. Mm-hmm. I wanted him also to be a part of it. So mm. yeah, I named it Tina Brad. Okay. Bradshaw from Bradshaw, his name. Then Brad. Then I said, what else? I had seen something in Australia store, some store. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me also call mine a store, Tina Brad store. So that's how the name came up. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we moved on. And then uh, Desire came. She was driving. She used to live that side, so she was driving. And she's, I think she saw clothes on, on display, and she loved them. So she just came, mm-hmm. and I was very surprised. Like, Desire, you're here. I can't believe this. I'm mm-hmm. happy to meet you. She was so happy. She was this so is Lizinda. Yes, mm-hmm. I could not believe it. And she shopped, and then she came again. She came again, and then the Asphorads came up, and mm-hmm. then Fabiola came and bought a dress. You know, so it's one thing led to another. Yes. And then somehow I had clients coming from Entebbe, Munyonyo. They would come all the way to Nalia. And each time they say, Tina, you need to d- discount for me my fuel. I drove mm-hmm. from Entebbe, I drove from Munyonyo. I said, okay, I need to do something. So I said, why don't I go closer? Maybe town or somewhere mm-hmm. where my clients can easily access the store. So mm-hmm. we ended up in Chisementi, and that's our home till today. Yes. Yes. Well, it feels almost like you blew up very quickly over a short period of time, especially if you're talking about like you know you had all these celebrity friends, and then people started saying Tina Brad, dressed by Tina Brad, yes. styled by Tina Brad, right? Yes. And then you started getting into weddings as well. Yes. So I think at that point, like your store started getting really big, and then you actually had the opportunity to dress Miss World. Yes, I not, did. Not Miss World Uganda, please. Not. <laughs> Miss World. Miss it's, World. I've, I've never woken up from that. Honestly, mm-hmm. honestly. I I feel I felt so good, very proud of myself because mm-hmm. I kept remembering how I started with fifty thousand, how I went downtown and got those clothes, and then I said, "Look at me dressing Miss World. How mm-hmm. you know how? How can it be?" But it was a blessing because she, <laughs> she was so happy. She was so happy. I went to her. She was at at Sheraton. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's very humble. I got in there. She was like. Welcome, welcome. She was running around. No shoes, just running around. You're welcome. Have a seat. Do you want water, champagne? Do you need do you need anything? Do you need tea? I said, Miss Wald, asking mm-hmm. me what I want. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. She's so down to us. So I, I finally said I needed water. She got the water from the fridge and gave it to me. I had it. I said, wow. Mm-hmm. And she said, may I have a, a look at what you have for me? So I showed her what I had and, and she said, okay, I need to take them to my manager. Whatever she chooses is what I wear. Mm-hmm. wear. But for me, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. So she took it to her manager and the manager confirmed. Okay. Yes, so the dress that she wore was actually the one that she had picked out? Yes. Yes. And okay. that's what the manager also approved. Okay. Yes. So how many years now is it Tina Bradstore has been at least in Kisamenti? Yeah, Kisamenti. We came to Kisamenti in 2017, mm-hmm. but we started uh, in 2014. Okay. 2014. Yes. So this year has really been difficult for a lot of people with a pandemic, yes. especially for businesses being shut down. I mean, and a lot of your clients would come because of events. Yes. You know, the red carpet, weddings. Yes. How has it been for you? It really affected me mm-hmm. in so many ways. But um, uh, 
COVID was actually a blessing for me, Crystal. I got born again. Okay. Yes, I sought God myself. No one told me no, nothing. I sought God my, uh, myself. Mm. So I used my time in COVID um, to create my relationship with God. Mm. And somehow I, 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 I saw a verse where God even blesses like the designers, the works of hands. You know, I saw something like that and I said, okay. So this is also in the Bible. It's, you know, it's like a confirmation of what I'm doing. So uh, let me start doing something at home. So I got a sewing machine. I started, uh, uh, I watched online tutorials and I I started making clothes. I started making clothes at home. Yes, like you had done for the dolls back in the day. Yes, I started doing, oh, you know, uh, no one told me. I was just doing online tutorials. Mm-hmm. So I taught myself and somehow um, I came up with stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like loungewear, because people were always home. Mm. Like simple, you know, because initially I was doing things. gowns, mm. but weddings were normal. I was doing um, uh, bridal and then red carpet, you know, wedding guests' dresses. And now there are no Party. events, yes. everything's been and shut down, stores have been shut down. Yes, so I said, what can I do? People are home, what do I have to do? So I started with loungewear, casual. I uh, would also have t-shirts, I would order for t-shirts and they would send them to me. So I would send t-shirts, uh, casual, more casual clothes, mm-hmm. you know, to make, you know, to make a living from it all so I did that and it was really promising Mm -hmm. but um, COVID was really a hit like I didn't know what to do because at the store people are always like we started being careful when we opened finally in June people were careful what they were buying they only bought when they had to it wasn't impulse buying like before because hmm. you know us women everyone was watching their pockets yes. now you know mm-hmm. it, it, I, the first week um, I didn't even make money and I told my mom I think I sh- let me just be home and concentrate on making you know on making my own clothes mm-hmm. like yeah like I was doing on that machine sewing mm-hmm. machine let me just concentrate on that then you know being at the store and you know waiting for people to come for the gowns and I'm not buying let me just concentrate with uh, concentrate on the um, uh, the clothes the casual the loungewear the t-shirts and all that that I was I was, I was making at home mm-hmm. and she was like no keep in the store keep strong keep in the store people will come they'll buy so mm-hmm. we kept like that yeah until you know, weddings were allowed. So and started to pick yeah, up again. Started to pick up again. So you said that, you know, you used your time in COVID. You, you got born again. I'm sure yes. it was very depressing for you because, I mean, you have all these bills, of course, that need yes. to be paid as yes. a business. Would you say you had some kind of spiritual awakening in that time? Yes, I was going through something that I didn't know, Crystal. Mm. Yes, I was going through uh, depression. Mm. Depression, not because of COVID. Mm. It was something I didn't know. Okay. It was something I also did. It was beyond me. And depression is real. I used to even to see people abroad that are depressed. They say, that one is depressed. And I say, that's not real. It doesn't exist. Mm. Until it affected me, I got depressed. Mm. And later on, when I sought God myself, I found out it's, it's witchcraft. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I found out it was that God kept revealing things to me that our watch was taken. And, and um, my watch was taken and somebody did... Um, uh, did put stuff on it and brought it back. Mm. We shared an apartment and the person brought it back and yeah, it affected me and I didn't know. Each time I would wear it, I'd be affected but I didn't know I'd be angry. Yes, from nowhere. I'm very nice and humble and all that but I had now become bitter. You know, I'd be so rude. Mm. You know, I, I, I would shout at people, shout at my mom, tell her don't come back to my home. Yes, it's emotional. <sighs> I'm sorry. 
it, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so, and my sister as well. It was that bad. I didn't want to talk to my husband. It made, you know, like an enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So he came to steal, you know, my joy, my happiness, my family away from me, people that are supposed to save me. You know, it, it really affected me until I saw God. One time, there's Pastor Tom of Motondo Christ, Christian Fellowship. Mm. He was preaching and he preached exactly what I was going through. And I said, wait a minute, this guy is saying things that I'm ex- I'm going through. I paid attention to what he was saying. Because the first time my sister brought me the radio, I told him, I want you to listen to the radio. I want you to listen to the pastor preaching. I told him, I don't want. Take it away. I was rude. Mm. Take it away. And then the next day I walked into the house and the pastor was preaching exactly what I was going through. I told her, give me the radio. I went to the bedroom and listened. And this guy was saying exactly what I was going through. Mm-hmm. So I said... Okay, but then he said there were prayers. There were prayers at church, mm. like overnight, something like that. So uh, I watched, and they were praying. I watched whatever I was preaching, and he said we need to fast the next week for five days. So I started fasting mm-hmm. for five days. I never had, I never fasted. But he said when you're going to start in the morning, say Holy Spirit, fill fill me up with the word so I don't get angry. So that's hungry. So that's what I said when I, when I was starting my fast in the morning. So I fasted uh, Monday up to Friday mm-hmm. and then they were done at church. But I continued like a voice told me continue fasting. Continue mm-hmm. fasting. Before I was hearing voices, even when I was alone, because I always used to lock up myself up in the bedroom. I first would tell me, why don't you kill yourself? Yes, why don't you drink? Why don't you, you know, nobody loves you. Why don't you kill yourself? So those voices people say are real. Like mm. depression is real. It exists. That's how people end up hanging themselves up. I didn't have bills or anything to worry about, honestly. Okay. There was nothing. Mm. There was, I was actually I was supposed to go back to Australia that time. But I even said, I'm not going back. My husband came. I said, I'm not going back with you. You know, so that you was were pushing before. everyone away. Yeah, that was before lockdown. Yes, that was before lockdown. My mm-hmm. husband went. I told him I'll join you, but then when lockdown uh, started, I couldn't go, so I stayed. But it was also a blessing because it helped me seek God more. Okay. Yes. Have you found peace now, Crystal? I've never had the peace I have. I used to do a lot of things. I used to travel. I used to party with the girls. Mm-hmm. You know those big parties in town. Mm-hmm. I used to I used to go to those parties. But I used to travel. Mm-hmm. I've gone to places. I've always I, I wanted to go when I was little. But I I never had the peace I have now. Okay. That I have crashed in me. Crystal, I have a lot of peace. I'm so happy. You know, I when I go to know God, I calm down. I changed from the bitter person they had made me be to the person I am mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. But it was all after a voice. I went to prayer mountain before lockdown. I went to prayer mountain because pastor said, I see what you're going through. I know what you're going through. This is a pastor I've never met. I've never talked to. You know, he said things I was going through. Mm. And then he said, but I see what you're going through. You're even going to close your store. I almost closed my store, Crystal. Yeah, he said, you're even going to close your store. But um, uh, go to isolate yourself. Go to Prayer Mountain and ask the Holy Spirit to show you a point of contact. Maybe somebody took your hair, your watch. I said, now this is crazy. Because I never used to believe in these things. <laughs> you know, we, these are things we hear. Yeah, a lot of people listening right now are like, what? Yes, this sounds are, like it's out of a movie yeah, or this something. Are, it's, honestly, it feels like a movie, but it's real. And God is real. Mm. So I, I said, 
what is this guy saying now? Who took my stuff? How? This is something I, I don't believe in. How? You know? Mm. You know, how? Who took my hair? Now this, you know, how? I kept, you know, asking myself that. But then the next day, I woke up very calm and a voice told me, go to prayer mountain. Mm. So I, I, I went to prayer mountain because I could no longer drive. Each mm. time I'd be driving, my head would be spinning. So I, yes. And I st- so I stopped driving. So I just I started using Uber. And then my husband said, you need to get, we'll talk online. He, he will tell me what's up. He will tell me, get a, a driver. Get mm-hmm. a, I said, no, 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 no. I'm using Uber. So I started using Uber. And somehow I ended up at Prayer Mountain. Mm-hmm. I, I went on Friday night. I spent the night. And then as I prayed, um, a voice kept telling me, forgive this person. Forgive. I would see different people and the things they did to me. And a voice kept telling me, forgive them. Forgive them. Plead for them. Ask God to forgive them. So I kept doing that. And then in the morning, I had that watch on. Mm-hmm. It was a Goshi watch. I, I, it's in most of my old pictures. It's red. It has red and green. Mm-hmm. So I, I had that watch on. I slept. I woke up at 3 a.m. and prayed. I listened to Pastor Tom again preaching at 3 a.m. Then I prayed with them. Then meditated. I kept saying, Holy Spirit, an orator, speak to me. Show me if anybody ever took something that belongs to me. Show them to me and what they did. And also give me that power, you know, to mm-hmm. break it. Mm-hmm. So I kept meditating for hours. And then after I slept, I woke up in the morning at uh, 7. Um, and the watch was open. I said, who opened it? So I put it back and slept. When I slept, uh, now I started like dreaming. Mm. Then a voice told me, remove that watch. I said, I'm just dreaming. I continued sleeping. So a voice told me, remove that watch. Remember, you shared um, an apartment with this person. This day they took your watch and they did whatever you've been going through was done on your watch. So, and when they brought it back, you didn't cover it with the blood of Jesus. So remove it right now. I got up. I looked around. Everybody was sleeping because there are rooms. Who's telling me this? Yeah, who's talking to me? Because there are rooms at Prayer Mountain, Mm -hmm. but I chose to sleep out because when I'm in a room, I thought I would be comfortable, more comfortable. I wouldn't wake up to pray Mm -hmm. at 3 a.m. So I said, "Let me sleep out with other people." So I, I woke. When the voice said that, I woke up, looked around, and everybody was sleeping. So I said, "Who's speaking to me? What is this?" I didn't understand. I was so confused. I said, oh, my sister is so born again. Let me call her and ask and talk to her and see. Because I was very confused. Mm. When I talked to her, she said, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank God. I said, what do you mean by that? She said, we thank God, Tina. I said, well, I said, people are in church for years and years and God doesn't speak to them. Look at you. You just ask the Holy Spirit to show you. And it's shown you. It's very direct. You don't even need to. I don't need to explain to you. The voice told you exactly. And that's it. So get off that watch. I said, I was too scared because I didn't believe in this. Mm. I never, I used to think people who do it, it affects those who believe in it. I don't believe in it. I believe in doing good and good coming back to me, Mm -hmm. you know, so Mm -hmm. I don't believe in this. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't exist. You know, that's what I believed. So that day I said, I told my sister because I was too scared. I told her I'm going to throw this watch away. She said, no, it's so expensive. Don't throw it away. Just cover it in the blood of Jesus. And yeah, you'll give it away or sell it. Mm. So I knelt down. I closed my eyes, put up my hands, and then I started crying. Crystal, I used to see people in church crying, and I would say, these people are too dramatic. (laughs) You know? How come I don't cry? (laughs) Now it was my turn. Mm. I used to see pastors on TV or even churches saying the Holy Spirit told me this, God told me this. 
And I would laugh at, at them. I would say, how can God speak to you? How come he doesn't speak to us? Oh, this pastor is amofede. He's lying. Mm. Crystal, this was happening to me life. No mm. pastor touched me, that they touched me or anything. Nobody. It was me and God. Mm -hmm. So that was revealed to me. And so I got the watch. I was too scared, by the way. So I knelt and I, I closed my eyes, put up my hands. I started crying. I don't know where the tears came, but I started crying in pain. Very emotional. Very, very. Then somehow I saw um, Hebrews 12, 12 24 mm -hmm. that I make today. I make a new covenant with Jesus as my medium. The blood that is shed on the cross, let it wash this watch. I kept saying that. Let it wash me. Let it mold me. Let it change me to who you want me to be. I kept saying those words again and again. Mm -hmm. And then somehow I felt like a heavy cloth had gotten off me. Yes, like mm. a heavy cloth had gotten off me. I felt so light. I felt, you know, like that morning breeze that you have. I felt like I didn't have hair on my head, mm. and that breeze was just flowing on my head, and I felt so good. I felt so young. I felt so peaceful and happy. Mm. I said, I've never had this peace. So I continued praying and praying and praying until um, I said, I'm not going back home. I'm staying here. So the store wasn't making money mm -hmm. like before. So we were at a point where we're almost closing. So yes. while at Prayer Mountain, when I felt the thing go off, uh, it was now it got um, it got like around ten. My Galata shop started calling me because I kept praying and praying and praying. So this Galata shop calls me and she tells me, Auntie, this lady is taking a bridal gown. She's taking to changing dresses, maids dresses, you know. And then after she calls me, another client is taking three dresses. Can you discount? You know it's was so like calls that. was just coming in yes. and people were taking... so we made money. We hadn't made in like six months. In one day. Yes, Crystal. Yes, yeah, sounds like a movie, but this is real. Mm -hmm. We made money. It's like money was kept somewhere. So when the chain was broken, it just... It poured in. Yes, that's what happened. It's like, it, it's really like, you know how it's, there's this verse that says... It's it flowed like God says, um, I'll open heavens for you. My rain will fall. So that day, the rain fell. Oh <laughs> honestly, honestly, it fell. It fell. And yeah, I was happy. I was a prayer mountain. I was happy. So I said, I'm not going back home today. I stayed mm -hmm. two more days. So I made three days there. I sought God and prayed. Mm -hmm. I came back a changed person. My mind had changed. I wake up in the morning, would wake up in the morning and look at, oh, what is so and so wearing? Where are they? What are they doing? Now I was seeking, I was looking, what is Pastor so? and so posting what are they preaching mm -hmm. about so yeah that's what happened so your focus changed you got this peace you yeah. got this this renewal in a way mm -hmm. how is your husband how has he responded I, I didn't I didn't actually tell him because he's white mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, in my head I didn't even want to to share this story mm -hmm. but the more I kept it to myself the more I kept dreaming um, I'm like go telling me um, share Mm. I would dream when I'm holding a microphone and I'm in church and I'm giving a testimony because mm -hmm. we, we are supposed to give testimonies. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was like, this is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, but it's real life. Some people go through it and they don't know. They end up mad or they end up, you know, killing themselves. They don't know what they're going through. But I'm glad I saw God mm -hmm. and he revealed to me quickly and it was broken. Mm -hmm. And now I'm back and my store is making more money 
mm-hmm. than even I used to do initially. We now sell to clients in Juba, in Congo. It's like also like God wants us to be humble. Because mm-hmm. before I would post a client every day, customer highlight. If you check my Instagram, you'd see a client almost, you know, customer highlight, customer highlight. But now I don't even post. But my clothes are bought by Congolese and Sudanese. Because oh, wow. we post our posts on Facebook. We keep posting them and they get to see. I post, uh, we post people in uh, Juba and Congo, Kenya, Rwanda, Tanzania. They get to see. So I get to send stuff all the time. So it's like God wants us to ha- be humble. He doesn't want me to keep saying customer. Because that's, that's, I think that's what caused the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I dress Miss World. I dress Miss Uganda. I dress all these celebrities. And then we were making money. And some people are not happy about it. I was posting a client every day. Some people are not, about, not happy about it. But they don't know where I started, Crystal. People mm. do not know that I started. I started with 50,000. I started humbly. You know, people wake up in the morning and they attack each other on social media. I used my social media in the right way. I would post a bag. I would post shoes every day. Mm. So people who followed me know where I started. They know my journey. They know how I started. People that were actors in the hostel series know how I would go down there and look for those clothes. So somebody sees me today dressing Miss World and they go like, okay, I think I need to do this. She, You know, how how can she get up there how you know they don't know what it's a process where it's, you came it's from. Good to, yes, yes, it's good to see, uh, you know, your story unfold, like from scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know that. And so somebody wakes up and decides to do that to me. But I thank God. He showed that to me. I saw it good myself. Yeah, and he revealed all to me. So I'm born again. Mm-hmm. I gave my life to God. And my business is good. My marriage is good. My husband, I shared the story after I kept having dreams of God telling me, share the story. Mm. I had kept it to myself. You finally told him. Yes, because I felt it was embarrassing. I, I kept saying, oh, people won't even believe me. They'll think it's a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept I kept it to myself until I said, no, my husband needs to know. So I told him about it. I um, uh, My family knew. I told them that now with lo- uh, lockdown time, I ended up at my mom's house. Okay. I wasn't comfortable sleeping in my house, so I ended up at my mom's, my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And she took me back on, you know, remember before I had had a fight with her, so she took me back in and I lived with her and we were happy. So I shared my story with them, shared with my husband. And then summer when the business uh, we opened after lo- lockdown, I also shared with uh, some class that came and crystal people are changing. Mm-hmm. It's like God is using me to minister to other people. So clients come come to shop and somehow you know they maybe listen uh, to the music that I'm playing in the shop or the pastor preaching and they say oh you're born again I say yeah I got born again they're like really how and then if you you're in church I'm also story. coming to church they're like Tina what are you? actually most of them told me if Tina is seeking God I'm also seeking God what are you looking for you have a husband you have a husband you have mm-hmm. a good uh, you know a busy store you you know they think I'm you, you know, have a great life yes so mm-hmm. they're like if you're seeking God I'm seeking God because what are you looking for Tina really so I share my story and they don't they go like wow so we even have a there's a WhatsApp group we have and mm-hmm. we share they call me we talk we pray for each other I pray for them we pray for each other well, that's amazing I'm yes. so happy for you I wish people I mean we don't have cameras in here but I wish you could see her smile <laughs> oh <laughs> my one, goodness there's a smiling I stopped smiling at some point and I was just gloomy the whole time mm. but it just looked like you had a lot a yes. lot had you to cut, remember I had red looks mm-hmm. I had to cut them off mm-hmm. I have a piece of gold everything had to go 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I now have a piece of God and I'm happy where I am. And the business is good, the store is good. Yeah, God is is pouring in clients mm-hmm. all the time. We are busy. Blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and joining mm-hmm. me on the Groove Cafe thank and actually sharing your story. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will be very interested and will be able to share their stories as well as a result. I'm glad. I, they will come. They will come through. Many mm-hmm. people have stories. And people are dying um, with a lot of things that we don't know. People are stressed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't want to come out and and share my story but the more I shared my story with clients that came to the store and someone like Tina needed to hear this mm-hmm. I've been going through this I've been going now they're my prayer partners mm-hmm. we pray together because they've been going through things they didn't know so I'm sure people will come through because they're going through things and some of them don't even know what it is exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yeah so we thank God and uh, one thing I want to tell people out there they should use their social media platforms to do um, the right things, not mm-hmm. attacking each other. Yeah, I started by putting clothes online, and and you know people started buying from me. So, uh, my advice to people out there is use your social media in the right way. Right now, people, some people lost jobs and their home; they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I would advise them their clothes downtown, mm-hmm. their bags, their shoes. Yeah, some of them can even come to me. I can give them. There's a guy who brings in containers of shoes and he sells them at a wholesale price. Mm-hmm. I can help them to start, and then they can boost their posts on social media, and people mm-hmm. will buy from them. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. People so, are stuck. But people this- are stuck, but there's money downtown. There's mm-hmm. a lot of money downtown. You can sell bags. You can sell shoes or clothes, and who knows. Where yeah, after the you. year we've had, a lot of people need to hear that. Yes. <laughs> Who knows where the story will end. Yes. yes. Thank you again, Tina, for Thank coming you, and for sharing. Too. You're welcome. Anytime. All right. Thank you for hosting me. Groove Cafe. RX Radio. Let's go, go. The Groove.